It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports Trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars Stars on Sports. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am joined by our assistant AD, Stephen Cutter. And Stephen, today we'll be talking about a number of topics. You know, the nice thing about this business is there's there's a lot of things going on that we could really dive into, especially Always. this time of year. So it's almost hard to narrow down to one. And, you know, today I want to talk about the fine line of things in our business that also transfer over into life and, and other businesses, but, you know, we might also hit recruiting and re- re- enrollment that the, the big topic in college athletics right now. Um, you know, we've talked about doing a, uh, some book reviews, but I'm, I'm going to tie in a book to even our, our line nice. today. But nice. um, I know both of us like to read and, and read about leadership and, and educational athletics and, and other things too. But, you know, a number of, you know, complicated issues in educational athletics and that fine line. Um, you know, I, I was at the campus resource fair a couple weeks ago and our CFO comes up to me and I asked him how he was doing. He goes, I'm living the dream, but the fine line, to, you know, thin line to becoming a nightmare. And the same is true about, you know, you'll talk about, you know, great, good and great and, and complacency and consistency, but, but even, you know, finances and, and decision making. And I read a great book by Urban Meyer, which, you know, we kind of talked about one podcast too. I wasn't the biggest fan on, but the book is excellent about leadership, about above the line behavior and below the line behavior. And, you know, that's the only two really things there are. You're either above the line or below the line and there's different um, yep. characteristics to that. But you know, I, I was joking with you the other day. We have a number of great topics in our office that we should be recording for this podcast about things that get you in trouble or things that um, lead to decision making. And, you know, I had a, a former colleague tell me that the two things that will get you in trouble in this business is finance and romance. And if you, you know, cross that line in either one of those um, area that 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 can lead to trouble and and we've seen a number of times in our business where people have tried to hide it or um, think it's not going to come out but you know you and I even carried that conversation in on decision making like you know relationships are such a huge part of this job and what we feel that one of the most important jobs um and so is finance yes um and I, I told you that i do not like money making decisions or being the number one factor in making decisions but unfortunately in some cases it you is to. yeah you know i would hope what the best interest of the kid may is that number one factor or student athlete but we all know there's still parameters of of, of money that lead to those decision, but it's such a fine line. And, and unfortunately, um, in all factors of life, people have crossed those lines and we've had to define or, 
or redefine those those lines. And you know, one of my uh, favorite quotes in this is the best thing about this job is the people. The worst thing about this job is the people. And when you're dealing with relationships, you know, trust becomes the big part of 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 those factors and, and that goes down to relationships. So it is a fine line. And, you know, our goal at LCC is to stay above the line. We want to, you know, lead with integrity and excellence and, and follow rules. And, you know, as humans, you know, mistakes are going to happen. You know, we, we've seen a lot of things in the news where people expect perfection from people, but that's just not realistic. And there's going to be errors, whether it's with your car that, you know, they might forget to hook up the exhaust pipe, you know, on a new car or, you know, in our office, you know, they might forget to connect the plumbing pipe and there will be a leak in there. So it's not realistic. It's not realistic of coaches either, but coaches, you know, being the public entity that we are under a lot of scrutiny, you know, when they make those decisions or, have the impact of that decision and, and what those consequences are. So um, have you experienced that? Am I off? Am I, you know, what do you think about above the line or below the line behaviors? We define it in our program as top third and bottom third. It's the same idea. Just the thirds kind of apply in baseball quite a bit, but coaches, athletes, people that work in sports, they're, they're held to different standards because they're more in the public eye than what some other people are. So it's the same thing that happens when you'll see a high school coach maybe get some kind of offense, you know, that's not a felony, but you, you read about it where you wouldn't necessarily read about it from maybe somebody else in the school. So you're held to a different standard it's a razor thin line between good and great. It's a razor thin line between those finances and those relationships that can hurt you and those finances and those relationships that can help you. We talk a lot about that. The difference in that razor thin line is there's really two C's that, that I've come to, to know, and that's consistency and complacency. So the people that are struggling, the people that are maybe just doing a good job at what they do, you're going to see there's going to be a lot more complacency and there's going to be a lot less consistency in what they do. They might do it every third day. The people that are in that top third or above the line, they're going to have a lot of consistency and they're going to have very little complacency. So that top third that consistency, instead of doing it every three days, they're going to do it every single day. And when they do it every day, it's not going to become a, it, that it's boring for them or anything else. They're just doing it because they bought into consistency. And you can apply that in any, in anybody's life. You know, it's not just athletes. It's, it's, it's for everybody. Consistency. The more consistent you can be with things, the more times that you can do things when you don't feel like it when maybe you're not having the best moments in a day, you know, just keep moving forward, keep doing the things over and over. And, and that's, that's what the big separator between those lines. And as you kind of mentioned that the, the money and the relationships are super important in athletics and they can go one way or they can go the other. Yeah. And, um, another one of my favorite quotes is the strength to the extreme becomes a weakness. And, and that is true with both of these. If you carry it too far, even your trust or your or, you know, your relationship in with a donor or something, it, it, it could turn into a weakness if you don't have that balance and modification. But 
you know, I like the word consistency too. You know, we talked in the past on our podcast about one word themes or whatever, and, and that might be my next one because I think there is a lot of merit to that to, to reach success. And, you know, you've talked about top third, bottom third, and, and that's true for any roster. And, you know, in, in the book Above the Line, they talk about kind of almost dismissing that bottom third, like you're not going to get them to change your real goal is to try and take that middle third and move as many up to that top third and hope none of them go down to that bottom third. And and that's viewed as like fence sitters. Those fence sitters could go either way. And, and what kind of influence you have in your company, what kind of influence you have in your team is which way those fence sitters go, whether they move to the to the top third or they move to the bottom third. And then when you look back on a season, you can tell where the majority, which is the culture piece of the team, where the majority is. And, and that shows up in wins and losses, profit and losses. It shows up everywhere. Yeah, and, and we've also talked about that bottom third, which you and I both agree we, we, we don't dismiss. We work harder mm -hmm. to try and bring them up. But you also, right. as we talked about, trying to keep that top third moving in that same direction. Mm -hmm. And the ratio right. usually stays the same. Um, but... You're right. I think that does lead to success at the end of the season. You can see where those numbers are. And, and that's, I think, a true of any team in business or, or life. And, you know, most breakdowns are that top third are probably intrinsically motivated, disciplined, have a passion for that sport. The fence sitters are, you know, they like the sport, but aren't all in. And then the, they're typically the, good at those sports, but they haven't necessarily had to put as much work in as, you know, somebody else. So they're just kind of neutral, typically. And could be a, a good in another mm -hmm. sport. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is their yeah. second sport. And, you know, I think our you our get a ton of fence sitters at the high school level. Exactly. Uh, especially in my just old job, multi-sport yeah. athletes. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot going on there. And I think our society is almost discouraged them from from participating because they're not getting a Crazy. college scholarship so go to a right. sport that you will get a college scholarship and i think those are hurting our numbers i think the bottom third some of them just want to be a part of a team and enjoy that experience and if they accept their role it will be positive if they don't accept your their role that's where it becomes the negative and that's when you have to deal not to digress too far but think about how much money people spend on trying to get their kids a college scholarship a lot of times it's twice the amount of the college scholarship that they get or a lot more just in what they're trying to spend on their children to get them to get that college scholarship with the travel teams and the travel and and in the lessons and everything that they do. Yeah, I think it's a payment plan. They're, they just started that payment plan in kindergarten. <laughs> that, say, that, that takes a little bit of time, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and each kid is different. You know, some don't start until middle school, but mm -hmm. you're right. I mean the U sport business is billions of a dollar. I mean, we have a, we have an eight U little league baseball world series now. Crazy. Eight year olds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Traveling yeah. around the country playing. So, so it is a big business. And again, and it just, you know, and that could discourage kids because some might not want to have to play at that level. They just might want to have fun and go out there and learn. But, you know, it's a triple down, trickle down effect to, to where we're at. And even at our level, um, especially at our level when, you know, we've had a number of conversations of local and national presence and how that can help financially or 
the number the numbers change a little bit from high school to college but you still have the amount of fence sitters and numbers really don't change that much it's just it's more about what kind of dynamics can you bring into a program into your business into your family or whatever it might be to get those fence sitters to to go kind of pull on the rope in the direction that you know you want them to pull on the rope because if you don't they're going to go the other way and you're going to have you're going to have some issues and you can look in the business world and you can see that and that's what happens and that's why there is a razor thin line between good and great and it is razor thin and i think at the college level the impact is you know at probably at the high school level they were one of the best student athletes on the team and then they get to the college level and they blend in more mm-hmm. and um, for some of them, it, it could be burnout or it could be yeah. um, not accepting that role of being the star right. player because the expectations are, are a little higher, too, at our level of, of the emphasis on competing and, and winning. And so some student athletes might struggle with that, the, the time commitments, as, which is one of the number one concerns of our student athletes is time management. So I think those are kind of the factors that start to determine their success or, or long-term participation at, at the, the college level. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, we, we do everything I can, we can and try and find ways to, to help them be successful but back to that fence-sitter label that, again, it, it's just hard for some. The transition is hard. I mean, I've seen transition throughout life being in education of, you know, that next step from elementary school to middle school, from middle school to high school, and now from high school to college. And now they're supposed to be adults, but a lot of these students still don't know what they want to do in life. And, um you know, at their first maybe way from home, you know, one of our conversations in the future will be housing and, and, and working and how those dynamics impact our, our student athletes. But it's a big jump and we expect a lot. And I, that's why you see, you know, a percentage of, of students and student athletes that go off to college and end up, you know, leaving after that first semester because they didn't know, you know, what they were getting into and it it's a fine line and it could be one little thing that moves them over the line or the other side of that line that we might not even know um, led them to that decision but most of it is still comes back to to finance and relationships you know whether they're going to have success or not is is going to be dependent on a lot of that And you're right. I mean, for some kids, it could be more expensive than they thought or or there's other costs that they weren't anticipating or they don't fit in like they thought they did. Or on the other side, they do fit in better and they meet some good friends or have a class with somebody. I mean, you talked about time just being a college athlete. It takes a lot of time. You need to have excellent, you know, impeccable time management skills if you want to have a lot of success. Well, when you're talking about money you a lot of them need to work right yeah and so how do you balance work your class schedule your your homework that you have your your weight room stuff your study tables then talk about practices then talk about going on the road on a bus to to play games you you know how do you work in that situation so then it comes back to money how can how can you do both because you need to be, be able to pay for your gas or something bigger like your apartment or you know f- food different things like that so it still comes down to the the money and, it, and then you know we've talked about youth sports all 
a fair amount on here too. And there's plenty of studies that show the reason why kids stop playing sports after, you know, the middle school level is, is because of coaches a lot of times. And, and if you boil that down, that's relationships, you know, so it still is, is finances and relationships. And again, those are probably the two lead stressors of our student athlete at the college level, whether it's having enough money to stay or having friends or teammates that support them and, and help them so the through the hard times. So two lead stressors time. of whether you're a college athlete or, you know, you're you're 50 years old. I mean, it's still yeah. it's still a lead stressor. You know, I was reading something from Harvard the other day and they put out this study that they believe they the study showed that they think kids typically aren't going to know what they're going to do or or humans aren't going to typically know what they want to do until they're close to 30 at this point yep i I totally agree how are you going to know what you want to do when you're 16 18 or even 20 years old and i think most people would shake their heads at that like yep that's that's pretty normal that that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there that know exactly what they want to do they may have been groomed in something or they just know but a large percentage, they just don't. Being in education my whole life and you know, seeing our share of students come back and visit us, I, I have a hundred percent agree that and I think it's different for male and female, but and I've read some similar research that it's 26, 27, 28 for males and maybe a little earlier for females than you know, fully developing and fully mm-hmm. understanding. And you know, especially nowadays, as you and I talked about self-awareness and how that might not, you know, again your own self-awareness of where you fit in or, you know, what's going on in your life and how that impacts um, being a student athlete, but even um, trying things that failure or trying things, the different things to be successful. Everyone wants to have that dream job right out of college. And that path is pretty, you know, roller coaster to get to the the job and you know the, that stress and back to finance stress my wife doesn't have any stress about finances at home that all falls on me of making sure um that it's taken care of You're and i joke man. there but uh <laughs> but it is stressful even at you know as you get older you know those are the two things that do you know on a daily basis um you know we talked about bringing to work or bringing yeah. to to the team and, 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 um, impacting their performance. As a coach, do you, uh, find that any of those young folks rotate in and, and they are, they have got their heart set on becoming a professional baseball player? Yeah, you, you definitely see a few of them. Yeah. Not everyone. I mean, I think there's some reality there that the percentages are so small. So they, they dream in bigger, more broader strokes of the paintbrush where they just want the typical is I want to play as long as I can. Yeah. It's a little different at our level because that next step to them could be a four year institution instead of going on to professional sports. But we've had a couple in our past that have made it to that level. And I think the numbers higher when they come in, but I think they start to learn right away that again, back to that path that it might be a couple other steps before they get to that level or they learn that, well, this is too much time and too much money. I mean, there's again, one thing is college, but those other expenses outside of college, you know, going to private instruction or, or traveling to, um, get that instruction or, or you're getting a higher competitive environment lead to, to stresses of finances. But I mean, I think, every, you know, when you start young, everyone's go, 
not everyone, but a lot of kids that participate in sports is goal to, to be a pro athlete. And those percentages just significantly decrease that yeah. as you I, I go think level. It's because they don't completely understand at those ages, which is 100% fine, but they don't necessarily understand the costs involved for, for getting to those levels. And so there's, there's a large cost, there's a cost in everything, but uh, there's a large cost for those professional athletes. And at some point through high school or in college, they start realizing like that, you know, I'm not really willing to pay that price. And so that's the reality that usually sets in. And it's mostly Mm -hmm. high school. And again, I've seen it more there that, you know, if they don't think they're going to get a college scholarship in high school, they stop playing but you talk about cost you're right and cost is more than just money it's time it's you know it's other factors that you know all play into um balancing that behavior so um again that fine line is incredible and we deal with it every day and you know at lcc our goal is in our objective and our you know well with work as hard as we can is the to constantly demonstrate above the line behaviors, but the law of averages is, is, you know, you'll always deal with some of those below the line and, you know, hopefully, you know, we're, I, you know, customer service is a big topic in student affairs and, and our goal is to do everything we can to help those that are below the line. I mean, they need our help more than the ones above the line yeah. in some ways. At the risk of extending this uh, episode out a little bit further than we should go, I, I was kind of curious, you know, earlier you were talking about the book, the leadership book, mm-hmm. and about how that, that bottom third, you kind of just have to leave behind. It does not seem like our philosophy here at the college at all. No, and we, we you know, we, and I think that's even more, I mean, at the community college and maybe the four-year college because of demographics and, and you know, accepting students that we know could, you know, have some work to do to succeed in academics, but it, it's back to relationships and, and providing them resources to, to be successful. And again, that's where I disagree with this book because we've seen statistics that for the most part, it's, it's hard to get those below third to succeed that. Are you wasting money or, or time on them? And I don't believe you ever wasting money on a human being or, or time. Oh, and a lot but, of times what they need is that faith from somebody else to say, yeah, you can do this. You, you will see in whatever organization you're in, you will see, you know, bottom third or whatever you label that as you will see bottom third go to top third. You see that rotation. And it really a lot of times comes down to that second one we've talked about is relationships. And then the other big word is just consistency. Once they get the relationships, they start learning how important the consistency is. And pretty soon you'll see that migration to a different level. And I think you see that a lot in really good organizations, mm-hmm. whether it's colleges or businesses or anything else, you will see that you see you have a lot of success stories. Now, the other ones that struggle that are maybe on that good side, they don't have as many success stories. So it ends up being, we just forget about the bottom third. We just, we forget about them. And that's the more of that mentality of relationships at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I agree. I mean, and that's the fun thing about sports is you see those underdogs succeed. You see people move up levels. And and to your point, Dedalia, and I think you're right. And, and one of the biggest thing is, is believing in somebody and how important that is. And it, whether it's a professor or a coach or a success coach or someone on campus that you don't even know you might've done something, but it, it really comes down to believing in that person to succeed because most of the time they haven't had anyone to believe in them right. because they've had their life of, of failures. So, 
Um, that's the fun part about uh, our job is we, we get to see every year those underdogs succeed. And, and you even talk about levels, you know, in some of the most successful organizations, their bottom third could be even significantly better than the top third of other organizations, Absolutely. you know? And so that yeah. bottom third has a fight to, 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 to make it yeah. up to that level. And, yeah. you know, but it comes down to culture um, and, and relationships. To, and being consistent with what you do. Yeah. And I, I agree mm -hmm. relationship first, and then that develops mm -hmm. the consistency. And we'll just end on one last quote is, you know, from John Wooden or a couple other people is they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And again, that'll go a long way in our business. <laughs> All right. Go Stars. Go Stars. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go, Go Stars. stars.